Good day and thank you for standing by. Welcome to Trip.com Group 2023 Q3 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during a session, you'll need to press star 11 on your telephone. You will then hear an automated message advising your hand is raised. To withdraw your question, please press star 11 again. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. I will now like to hand the conference over to your speaker today, Senior IR Manager Michelle Chi. Please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, everyone. Good day, and welcome to Crypto.com Group's third quarter of 2023 earnings conference call. Joining me today on the call are Mr. James Liang, Executive Chairman of the Board, Ms. Jen Sun, Chief Executive Officer, and Ms. Cindy Wong, Chief Financial Officer. During this call, we will discuss our future outlook and performance, which are forward-looking statements made under the safe harbor provisions of the U.S. Private Security Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Forward-looking statements involves inherent risks and uncertainties. As such, our results may be materially different from the views expressed today. A number of potential risks and uncertainties are outlined in Trip.com Group's public filings with the Security and Exchange Commission. Trip.com Group does not undertake any obligation to update any forward-looking statement except as required under applicable law. James, Jen, and Cindy will share our strategy and business updates operating highlights and financial performance for the third quarter of 2023, as well as outlook for the fourth quarter of 2023. After the prepared remarks, we will have the Q&A session. With that, I will turn the call over to James. James, please. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the call today. We are pleased to see the global travel market showing strong recovery in the third quarter. The Chinese travel market in particular has experienced a significant rebound driven by high demand during the summer season. Our business has consistently performed well, breaking previous records in hotel and air bookings. Additionally, outbound travel is rapidly recovering thanks to improvements in international airlift and travelers' robust desire for international experience. We anticipate a continuously strong demand for outbound travel in the coming year and are committed to enhancing our partner offerings to meet this demand. We will also accelerate our global business growth by expanding and scaling our global OTA platform. While globalization remains the crucial aspect of our business, Trip.com Group recognizes the significance of AI innovation in our long-term strategy. The pandemic has accelerated the digitization of travel industry, and advancements in AI technology have transformed consumer expectations. In response to this trend, we have developed our unique AI technology, which is specifically designed for the travel industry. This combined with our extensive travel knowledge enables us 
to create a reliable database of accurate travel data and provide actionable recommendations for travelers. Moving forward, we will continue to enhance our capabilities and integrate AI into all aspects of our business, providing personalized booking experiences and tailored to recommendations. In conclusion, travel is unique in that it is an inherently human-centric experience with insatiable demand. We will continue to push forward with our globalization and AI innovation to pave the way for the company's accelerated growth. With that, I will turn the call over to Jane for operational highlights. Thanks, James. Good morning, everyone. As a quick overview, our net revenue increase three grew by approximately 100% year over year and has exceeded the 2019 level by 31%. The strong travel demand and robust momentum in the travel bookings that we saw in the second quarter continued to extend into the third quarter. Our business performance continued to elevate and reach the new record amounts, with hotel booking increased over 97% versus last year, and air bookings increased by about 70% year over year. In the China domestic market, travel demand remained strong. Over the past three quarters, Chinese consumers have been increasingly prioritizing travel spending over other discretionary spending. The positive trend that we saw in the second quarter continued all the way to the third quarter. Our domestic hotel reservations grew by over 90% year over year and 70% versus 2019 level. Long-haul hotel bookings have been the fastest year-over-year growth rate of 133%, and our short-haul hotel bookings were also 66% above last year's level. While Chinese travelers remained keen to explore their home country, Capacity to travel abroad continued to ramp up thanks to the steady improvement on the supply side. In Q3, while the overall Chinese outbound market recovered to only about 50% of the pre-pandemic level, Trip.com Group's outbound hotel and air ticket reservations have already recovered to 80% of the pre-pandemic level continue to lead the market by approximately 30%. APEC regions such as Hong Kong, Macau, Thailand, Singapore, Korea, Japan remain top outbound destinations due to the high recovery in flight capacity and easy visa application. Trips to long-haul destinations such as Europe have also seen the fastest growth rate when compared to where they were in the previous quarter. Increasing number of the overseas partners are gearing up to welcome Chinese uh, travelers. In particular, hotels in more than 15 popular destinations, including Dubai, Paris, Kuala Lumpur, have offered tailored services such as Chinese language support and payment. These positive trends have 
enhance the consumer's confidence when they travel abroad. We saw, we look forward to seeing further growth in Chinese album travel next year. Turning to our global business, we continue to see resilience in the global travel demand, especially in APEC regions, which is the key market and powerhouse of the growth. Air ticket booking on our global OTA platform have nearly doubled year over year and 80% above 2019 level. Our overall hotel bookings on the global platform also hit a new record high and more than doubled 2019 level. Following the country's goal to promote inbound tourism and roll out our favorable policies, we have also seen triple digits growth in inbound travel through our global platform. Travelers worldwide are increasingly opting for destination abroad, which continue to drive the global travel momentum and present great opportunity for travel companies with global offerings. Benefiting from the positive trend, our global business continues to excel and our focus remains on fostering organic growth in the mid to long term. Our global OTA platforms have experienced significant growth with its contribution to the growth to the group steadily increasing and now representing nearly half of our total overseas business. We see substantial potential for further expansion to serve users globally, as well as significant upside for profitability. Notably, in Q3, 60% of our global booking came directly through our global mobile app. Our APAC market, uh, we have seen 70% of the orders are booked through our mobile app, which is even higher than the global booking. To further capitalize on this opportunity, we have developed a comprehensive roadmap that leverage our strengths and resources to drive continuous growth. Our strong foothold in APAC markets, coupled with our unwavering commitment to customer services, enable us to deliver exceptional product and service offerings to our users. Recognizing the immense potential in APAC region, we are dedicated to further enhancing our brand awareness to solidify our market position. Notably, we have achieved significant market share growth in key areas such as Hong Kong, Korea, Southeast Asia. And our strong product to provide comprehensive one-stop shopping service also enable us to capture the opportunities ahead. We are also applying the same strategic approach to expand to the rest of the world by leveraging our product and service capability. In terms of accommodation, we have enhanced our product capabilities by achieving a more balanced mix between our traditional 
strength in long haul and newly developed expertise in the short haul in response to evolving travel needs in the post-pandemic area. Our focus remained on the positive product innovation, aiming to deliver great value to both our customers and partners. Additionally, partners have the opportunity to join our Trip Plus program, which enabled them to connect with our high-quality and loyal customers through our branded membership. Furthermore, we are expanding our user space by pushing forward with our lower-tier cities penetration. With these efforts, we aimed to create a develop, uh, to deliver the best possible value to both of our customers and partners. As the appetite for travel continue to grow, the further AI in application in travel is expected to focus on efficiency and highly personalized solution to tailor-made individual travelers' needs. This vision not only signified the next phase of travel industry, but also underscored the profound impact of AI in making travel more convenient, personalized, and memorable for everyone. So far, we have launched a series of AI tools to refine travel booking experience. Our AI travel assistant, TripGenie enhanced the user interface with our customers by leveraging natural language users interface and providing actionable results. Since its launch early this year, we have seen double order conversion rate improvements and also help our users retention. We have also achieved remarkable self-service rate with the help of AI chatbot, which can handle numerous inquiries uh, uh, using text and voice uh, accuracy uh, to enhance this service. This streamlined approach results in improved self-service resolution. As the recovery of the travel industry is promising, we continue to embrace the sustainable sustainability as a component of our long-term growth strategy. The remained, we remained committed to being environmental friendly, community friendly, and family friendly. First, for environmental friendly, we provide sustainable travel products dedicated to supporting to and enhancing communities we are ser- serving, we have taken significant steps to incorporate sustainable travel products into its various product lines, including light, car rentals, and corporate travel. Over 16 million users have already chosen these sustainable travel options favoring the company's low-carbon products. We also are focusing on low-carbon hotel standards as part of our ongoing 
commitment to promoting our sustainable travel industry. In the initiatives, Trip.com groups have engaged with nearly 1,000 hotel partners and launched its low-carbon hotel standard initiative, which aims to encourage eco-friendly practices and facilitate a shift towards a more sustainable travel ecosystem by collaborating with these hotels. For community-friendly initiatives, uh, we also have pushing forward with building countries' retreats across the country to nurture travel talents and improve local travel services quality, while also creating job opportunities and contributing to the global common prosperity. For family friendly, we have implemented subsidy pro program aiming to alleviating child birth expenses in order to support our employees to achieve work-life balance. With our ongoing efforts to prioritizing these initiatives, we are proud to continue to make positive impact on society at large. In conclusion, we are encouraged by the robust travel demand across all business segments, and we anticipate this outbound travel will continue to be primarily catalyst for the growth in the, in the short term. Looking forward, our global business, bolstered by enhanced offering and improved profitability, will become the pivotal pillars in the long run. Considering these promising prospects, as well as the efficiency gain achieved during the quarter and going forward by implementing uh, of our AI initiatives, we remain an optimistic outlook for the market, and we are confident in the opportunities that lay ahead of us. With that, now I will turn the call to Cindy. Thanks, Jay. Good morning, everyone. For the third quarter of 2023, Trip.com Group reported a net revenue of RMB 13.7 billion, representing a 99% increase from the same period last year and a 22% increase from the previous quarter, primarily due to strong recovery in the travel market. Accommodation reservation revenue for the third quarter was RMB 5.6 billion, representing a 92% increase year over year and a 30% increase quarter over quarter, which is 36% higher than the 2019 level. Both domestic and outbound hotel have seen robust growth and outpaced the industry. Overall, hotel booking have achieved a record high and have grown over 60% above the pre-pandemic level. Transportation ticketing revenue for the third quarter was RMB 5.4 billion, representing a 105% increase year over year and an 11% increase quarter over quarter which is 44% higher than the 2019 level. This is mainly due to robust recovery of outbound air and strong growth in domestic and global air business. 
Package tour revenue for the third quarter was RMB 1.3 billion, representing a 243% increase year over year and an 84% increase quarter over quarter, recovering to 81% of the 2019 level. Domestic package tour has outgrown the 2019 level while recovery in the outbound package tour was still lagging behind. Corporate travel revenue for the third quarter was RMB 591 million, representing a 60% increase year over year and remained flattish quarter over quarter, which is 76% higher than the 2019 level, with air ticketing bookings increased by double digit above 2019 level and hotel bookings threefold the 2019 level. <clears throat> Excluding share-based compensation charges, our total adjusted operating expenses were 19% higher than the previous quarter and 20% higher than the same period in 2019. Adjusted product development expenses for the third quarter increased by 23% from the previous quarter and increased by 29% compared with the same period in 2019. Adjusted GNA expenses for the third quarter increased by 9% from the previous quarter and increased by 21% from the same period in 2019. This is mainly due to increase in personnel-related expenses. The increase was mainly um, uh, related to performance-based bonus in recognition of the exceptional performance achieved in the quarter, while the total headcount of our product development and GNA teams was significantly lower um, than during the same period in 2019. Adjusted sales and marketing expenses for the third quarter increased by 17% from the previous quarter and increased by 11% compared with the same period of 2019. The sequential increase was due to increased marketing activities that were in line with the higher seasonality. Adjusted EBITDA was RMB 4.6 billion for the third quarter compared with RMB 1.4 billion in the same period last year and RMB 3.7 billion in the previous quarter. Adjusted EBITDA margin was 30, uh, 34% for the third quarter compared with 21% in the same period last year and 33% in the previous quarter. Diluted earning per ordinary share and per ADS was, were RMB 6.84 or US dollar 94 cents for the third quarter of 2023. Excluding share-based compensation charges and fair value changes of equity securities investments exchangeable senior notes, non-GAAP diluted earning per ordinary share and per ADS were RMB 7.26 or US dollar uh, one for the third quarter. As of September 30th, 2023, the balance of cash and cash equivalents, restricted cash, short-term investment, held to maturity time deposit, and financial products was RMB 79 billion or US dollar 10.8 billion.
Given the rapid business growth this year has significantly strengthened the group's cash flow, and we believe the company's share price is undervalued. As of November the 20th, 2023, we repurchased US dollar 120 million of our shares and reduced our share count by uh, 0.5% versus last year. Our board of directors has also approved a regular capital return policy, which is scheduled to commence in 2023-2024. We are proud of this accomplishment as it reflects both our commitment to returning capital to shareholders and our confidence in the long-term outlook of the travel industry and our own business. To conclude, we are pleased with the continued momentum in the travel market and our team's solid execution in the third quarter. We are well prepared and will remain key to drive, <clears throat> to drive long-term growth and to maximize return for shareholders. With that, operator, please open the line for questions. Thank you. <clears throat> we will now conduct the Q&A session. As a reminder, to ask a question, please press star 11 on your telephone and wait for your name to be announced. To withdraw your question, please press star 11 again. Please stand by as we compile the Q&A roster. Our first question comes from Brian Gone from City. Please go ahead, Brian. Uh Yes, thanks. Good morning, James, Jean, Cindy, and Michelle. Uh, congrats on decent quarter results. And uh, thanks for sharing the exciting progress of the generative AI adoption at Trip.com. I have a quick question on this. Uh, could you elaborate how the adoption of AI technology differs between our, you know, pure international platform, Trip.com, and our domestic C-Trip within the group? Thank you. Thanks for your question. We implement a consistent AI adoption strategy across all markets, focusing on improving productivity and efficiency in marketing, engineering, and customer services. Our goal is to offer user a smart AI assistant that can simplify and enhance their trip planning and research experiences. Through natural language interfaces and actionable recommendations, we aim to help users plan their trips more effectively. Successful practices from each market will be shared and promoted across others, ultimately becoming a global standard within our organization. Thank you very much. Thank you. Just a moment for our next question, please. Next, we have Alex Poon from Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Hi. Thank you, James, Jane, Cindy, and Michelle. Congrats on very strong quarter. Um, for my question, could you share some details about the travel performance after the Golden Week, and how should we interpret the momentum into Q4 and into 2024? Thank you so much. 
Sure. Uh, quarter to date, China hotel rep par number and domestic air passenger volume was slightly below that of 2019, which reflects a normal seasonality post the summer. We continued to outpace the industry average growth without domestic hotel booking surpassing 2019 level by around uh, 60%, and our outbound hotel and air reservations recovered to around 80% of the 2019th level. Uh, our global OTA platform has maintained a triple digit growth over 2019, uh, despite uh, tough comparables. Uh, look into the uh, next year, 2024. Our users' short booking window makes it challenging for us to forecast the 2024 industry momentum. However, we are confident in our ability to consistently uh, outpace the market growth. Um, for the China, uh, in, in terms of a different market, for the China market, we expect robust growth in the uh, outbound travel business due to further recovery of outbound flight capacity, along with steady growth in domestic business. Um, and for the global market, we anticipate our global OTA platform, Trip.com, to maintain high-speed growth, while Skyscanner and other overseas brands continue to grow healthily, despite uh, recent headwinds in the EMEA region. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next, we have Natalie Wu from Hayton International. Please go ahead. Hi. Hi. Thanks for uh, taking my question. Congratulations on a very uh, solid quarter. Uh, my question is regarding the outbound. Uh, we uh, we all acknowledge that uh, Alban will continue to be the uh, you know, the uh, strongest driver uh, in in short term. And just wondering, the recovery pace of Alban flights recently seems to be a little bit slower than the market has initially expected. So, just wondering, is there any reason behind? Uh, is it due to insufficient um, consumer capacity? Um, um, so just uh, um, wondering, when does the management anticipate uh, full recovery of the outbound business? Thank you. Yeah, so we're confident in the recovery of outbound. If you look at our demand and supply side, the demand already exceeded 2019 level. However, on the supply side, there are two major hurdles. The first one is the visa application process takes a little bit longer for certain regions, such as Europe, uh, United States, et cetera. However, uh, do, uh, after the APAC meeting, I think there will be uh, improvements on the visa application side. The second one is the flight capacity. As of Q2, uh, as of Q3, the flight capacity only recovered 50%. Uh, we hope going forward, the flight capacity will further improve. Uh, so with the visa application process being improved, as well as the increased flight capacity, uh, we believe next year, Alban will uh, grow even stronger compared to this year. 
Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Simon Chun from Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Um, hi, uh, thanks for taking my question. I have uh, two questions. Um, I think the, uh, in the consumer uh, space, uh, the uh, trade-down seems to be a buzzword for everyone. Uh, wondering whether you have observed a similar trend for uh, this trade-down, uh, whether it's uh, for corporate travel uh, or for leisure travel. And uh, by the same tokens, um, you know, to the extent that I think outbound travel is a higher ticket item, how do you feel you know, these uh, trade-down uh, trend will affect uh, the pace of outbound travel going forward. Uh, that's the first question. And then the second question, uh, I think you have uh, been able to preserve your, your uh, sales and marketing expenses as to send your revenue quite steadily at about 20% for quite a few quarter. Um, I remember in the last uh, couple of quarters, you've been talking about, you know, come, uh, maybe ha having to spend a bit more uh, going forward. Um, how are you thinking about these, uh, um, you know, in the, in the near term, and correspondingly, we can keep hearing all these Douyin uh, competitions. Uh, whether you can have, uh, you know, share any comment on, on that front as well. Thank you. Uh, sure. Um, so, uh, for the first uh, question, in the leisure segment, we have, uh, uh, to be honest, we have seen no signs. Uh, so far, we have seen no signs of consumption downward. Uh, and the average travel spending on our platform continues to exceed the 2019 level, both for new and existing users on a like-for-like -like basis. Uh, in the business segment, corporate travelers has also been spending uh, more than what they did back in 2019. Uh, looking at the long run, we are uh, still confident in China's travel demand uh, because on the supplier side, the ongoing expansion of air, rail, and highway networks, along with investments in other travel infrastructures in China, lay a strong foundation for the travel industry's uh, prosperity. Uh, while on the demand side, we see leisure travel spending evolving from cyclical to more secular, driven by increasing disposable income and a consumption shift from goods to services and experiences. In addition, OTA uh, stands to gaining uh, from increased online penetration. Although the business travel is, typic is typically more close tied to the uh, economic activities and may be impacted uh, by economic concerns, uh, but we also see significant opportunities uh, for us as more businesses will adopt managed corporate travel services to optimize their travel budget. Um, for, the, for, the sales mark, uh, for the second question, uh, the sales marketing expenses, our marketing efficiencies have seen significant improvement this year, uh, primarily due to enhanced conversion and cross-selling efforts. Uh, additionally, we made significant savings due to the strong release of pent-up demand. Uh, we uh, do expect an increase in marketing spending as a percentage of revenue uh, in the Q4 uh, following a typical low seasonality in the, uh, in the next in this in the fourth quarter and also at, as a part of our efforts to normalize the marketing spending uh, to, stimulate, uh, to, 
uh, stimulate future uh, growth. And in the long run, we are uh, quite consistently to have to commit it to an ROI-driven marketing investment approach, uh, striving to balance the efficiency gains um, and the long-term investment needs in the overseas markets, uh, as well as the opportunities in the lower-tier cities in China. And with regard uh, to the competition with the uh, content uh, platform, uh, I think uh, so far uh, what we observe, the competitive landscape in China domestic market is generally uh, steady with some uh, seasonal fluctuations in the marketing intensities among players. And I think uh, OTA and content platform have uh, totally different co-competence. Uh, content platform excel at producing creative content and sharing information, make them effective at promoting trending products. However, um, uh, most of the content platform, they lack very strong backend system to fulfill uh, the booking uh, capabilities. Uh, while um, OTA's core competence are in the, uh, firstly, in the supplier chain, extended supplier chain, and uh, also, more importantly, the capabilities to provide reliable services. Uh, therefore, um, of course, we will always be uh, 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 sensitive in terms of the competitions in the market. But at the end of the day, uh, what we need to always focus is to strengthen, further strengthening uh, our co-competence. Thank you. Thanks a lot for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Alex Yao from JP Morgan. Please go ahead. Uh, good morning, management, and thank you for uh, taking my question. Uh, first of all, congrats on a rock-solid quarter. Um, year to date, you guys have delivered very impressive uh, margin improvement relative to the historical uh, level. Uh, can you talk us through how did you achieve the uh, current margin structure? Um, uh, for example, can you break down uh, the margin structure across domestic outbound international uh, to international between now and the same period 2019 um, and as we look into 2024 um, apparently the outbound uh, which is a higher margin business will very likely uh, outgrow the domestic business uh, how should we think about the margin structure into 24 and beyond thank you uh, thank you Alex uh, in general, our because uh, we have very strong uh, brand awareness and the market share in the China market for both the China domestic as well as China outbound. Uh, we have a very healthy margins uh, to serving the China market, and in the international market, uh, uh, we grow very fast. Uh, but still, uh, at current stage, we are still in the investment cycle, but at the same time, we will balance uh, the investment versus uh, improving um, and toward a more healthy margin uh, for the international market. Uh, yes, you are correct. Uh, moving into the year 2024, 
uh, we think that outbound travel uh, percentage uh, as a percentage of the total revenue contribution to the whole group uh, will definitely going forward. Uh, and outbound uh, traditionally is a more uh, healthy or higher margin business for us. Um, uh, but uh, I think the margin level that we achieved this year, there's uh, uh, some uh, special, uh, uh, some, some special uh, <clears throat> factors impact because especially in the first half of this year, uh, the strong rebound is to some extent out of our own expectation. So in terms of a readiness on both the service as well as the sales marketing, uh, we uh, have a comparatively limited uh, um, uh, preparation to uh, to serve the uh, uh, more much higher than expected <coughs> rebound market rebound. Uh, so to be honest, our um, operating margin, or especially high operating margin, especially for the first half of this year, is even higher than the normalized level. So next year, with the um, business uh, moving into more normalized level, uh, we should make investment. It's enough investment in both the service as well as the sales marketing effort. Our marketing expenditure will increase uh, slightly. Uh, to uh, fuel the future growth of the business, our margin level, operating margin level, will trend down a little bit compared with first half of uh, uh, this year. But in general, there's other uh, factors like the increase of the outbound and uh, 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 continuously improve the margins in the international uh, market will also help us to balance the uh, uh, to balance the total operating margin moving into the next year. So in the longer period, uh, we think uh, we will definitely achieve. Uh, uh, we uh, Previously, we have uh, give guidance to our shareholders that we will achieve the margin level to, our, like, uh, to the 20 to 30% level. We already achieved that level this year, and we have the full confidence to continuously to uh, maintain a healthy margin level moving forward. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Next, we have Jian Shaw from Barclays. Please go ahead. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much for taking my questions. I have two, if I may, and uh, let me add my congrats uh, as well for the strong results. Um, you, you have had a, you have had a, I think at least a three, four quarters of very strong results uh, since the COVID restrictions got lifted. Um, I think some of the investors are a bit worried that, oh, is this because the pent-up demand jump and 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 then growth will will, will be tapering off? like some of your peers uh, have seen uh, in the West. Uh, I was hoping you could share with us your thoughts about why uh, sort of that's not going to be the case, why the, the growth, you mentioned about growth to continue, um, you know, in, in 24 and, and beyond. Um, if you can share with us your thoughts around the longer term, sort of three-year horizon, a growth drivers, a growth rate, uh, that'd, be, that'd be great. And a related um, uh, question to the margin question you just expanded earlier, uh, your gross margins uh, reached like 82% for the last three quarters. Uh, um, 
is there any reason, you talk about investment in sales and marketing, but that's sort of below the gross margin line. Is there any reason we should not expect the gross margin stay where they are? And uh, were there structural reasons behind a recent increase in gross margins? Thank you. Mm. Thanks for your question. Uh, first of all, we look at our uh, growth in the long term. Uh, so there are a couple of baselines uh, we uh, look at. The first one is the GDP growth rate. Uh, so if the GDP growth rate is somewhere between 4 to 5%, uh, we believe the travel industry will outpace the GDP growth rate by a couple of percentage because people who can afford to travel normally uh, makes uh, more higher income. Uh, so GDP uh, travel probably will grow at about uh, 8 to 10%. And we will also outpace the travel industry growth uh, by being more efficient, uh, by moving more offline to online. Uh, so somewhere around three to four times the GDP growth rate is what our team is aiming at. Uh, therefore, we cannot say, you know, the short term, uh, what uh, we want to do, but in the long run, uh, that is a, a goal for our team to uh, strive for. So we always plan our business three years <coughs> to four years out uh, in order to make very consistent investment. If you look at uh, the COVID three years, our uh, engineering team made tremendous progress during these slowdown seasons. That is why when the industry recover, we're able to uh, take care of the pent-up Uh So we believe the growth uh, into the next three to five years is very sustainable. Secondly, on the margin, I, we believe the healthy and sustainable growth margin uh, is our goal. Uh, in the short term, if you want to uh, even you know, grow the market and the margin higher, we can do that. But we didn't want to do it in a way that we sacrifice the long-term investment. Uh, so we are committed uh, to grow our business will, with healthy margin between 20 to 30 percent. Uh, and we will continuously make long-term investment, particularly in the area of product engineer and uh, also customer services. Uh, so that's the promise we have uh, for our uh, customers, for our partners, and for our shareholders. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Wei Xiong from UBS. Please go ahead. Um, hi, good morning, management. Thank you for taking my question, and congrats on a solid quarter. Uh, my question is regarding our pure international business, especially on the uh, Trip.com side. Um, I was wondering, could management share the, the current revenue contribution from Trip.com to the group revenue, um, and how should we think about its growth um, in the next um, three to five years? Um, also, in addition, what are our strategy to, to continue achieving such a high growth? Thank you. Uh, sure. Uh, Trip.com represents approximately 6% of the total group revenue in the Q3, and uh, its revenue contribution has been steadily approaching uh, that of uh, Skyscanner. 
and we expect the Trip.com to surpass Skyscanner in, rev- in terms of a revenue contribution in the near future. Uh, with regard to the growth strategy, in the next uh, three to four, five years, we expect that Trip.com will maintain a robust mid-double-digit growth rate, becoming one of the primary growth drivers for the whole group. Uh, in terms of uh, different markets in the Asia, uh, Trip.com is targeting to become uh, the leading OTA. The combined size of its top market uh, in the Asian Pacific region exceeds that of the mainland China uh, in terms of total growth booking. And Trip.com has already established a pretty solid foothold in this region with comprehensive uh, local operations. Uh, despite starting with a comparatively small market share, Trip.com is confident uh, in expanding its presence through its all-in-one mobile app, uh, competitive offerings, high-quality services, and we are continuously we will continuously to grow our brand awareness in this region. And in the Euro market, our near-term focus is more on the air travel. The air market in Europe is about twice the size of China's in terms of growth booking. This represents a significant opportunity for the group to capitalize through synergies among different brands within the group. Uh, furthermore, we are strategically expanding our service offering into other markets while upholding our ROI um, uh, return uh, standards. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have James Lee from Mizuho. Please go ahead. Great. Thanks for taking my questions. Uh, can you guys maybe talk about, maybe elaborate your strategy and plans to continue gain share in the OTA space? You know, where do you see the most substantial opportunity? Now, in relation to, to those opportunities, uh, are the, kind of the foundational investment already made to drive those share gains, or do you need to kind of accelerate the investment pace to capitalize that opportunity? Thanks so much. Mm. Thanks, James. Uh, we look at different regions with different uh, angles. Uh, for domestic, uh, we further uh, provide uh, excellent product for our high uh, quality of the customers uh, by enhancing our uh, customer services and product innovations. And for the third tier, fourth tier cities, uh, we further penetrate into these cities by offering uh, the product that with uh, lots of uh, incentives in uh, service and uh, pricing. Uh, so we believe domestic China, we still have uh, a long way to go uh, in terms of serving uh, 1.4 billion customers. The second opportunity is outbound customers uh, with the supply side uh, which includes the visa applications as well as the flight capacity improving, uh, we'll be able to take more customers abroad and enable them to see the rest of the world. The third part is the global customers uh, because the inventory we developed uh, for our album customers can also be utilized by our global customers. We'll be able to uh, empower the customers uh, from overseas to travel abroad. So different segments, we look at different opportunities. Uh, but uh, 
for each segment, we feel uh, there is a lot of upside uh, for us to drive to, and we will make sure uh, we make investment to address our customers' uh, needs, uh, particularly in product and engineering and services. Uh, our customers from uh, different uh, regions will have different requests. Uh, the majority of the investments are being made. We just need to continuously making improvements so that our customers' new requests are being addressed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Paraj John from HSBC. Please go ahead. Hi. Uh, thank you. Um, hi, Jen, Michelle, and all. Thank you. Thank you for taking my question. And if I may shift your focus more towards capital return policy, and it's a very, very welcome move. Just wanted to understand how shall we think about your balance sheet, let's say in two years' time or in a medium to longer term, would you still want to carry a net cash balance sheet or given a steady state of your business, given the yield difference between the China market and the rest of the world, you think that uh, you probably will be slightly more aggressive in terms of your buyback and return policy? And secondly, for your international international business, how do you see the M&A market and do you see any opportunity for Trip.com Skyscanner to to jump frog in terms of uh, overall relevance for the group through M&A? Thank you. Sure, thank you. Uh, for the for the for the first question, um, uh, our board of director has approved the multiple share buyback plans several years ago. Um, and uh, with no expiration date. Uh, as previously uh, discussed, there was approximately US dollar 505 million of the quote still unused before our current uh, repurchase. And uh, uh, in, the, in the last quarter, the rapid business growth in this year has significantly improved our cash flow. Additionally, we have increased our overseas cash reserves, ensuring we have sufficient funds for the buyback without affecting our regular operations. And the recent share price volatility due to purely external factors has resulted in a generally low valuation, making it a suitable time for us to make this buyback. And going forward, uh, we plan to proceed with the buyback without a specific timeline or price target uh, as long as our overseas cash reserves uh, remain sufficient for operational needs uh, as well as the short-term debt uh, obligations. Um, and uh, with regard to the M&A strategy for the international market, uh, we uh, we are quite confident that uh, we already have the, um, the the almost the best asset in the international market uh, to fuel our uh, growth future growth. So we will pretty much focus uh, to grow our market outside of China uh, from the organic growth uh, okay. and uh, most importantly to achieve the maximize the synergies among different brands uh, within the group. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Next, we have Thomas Chong from Jefferies. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Uh, thanks, management, for taking my questions and uh, congratulations on a solid set of results. Uh, my question is about uh, the trend in uh, operating expenses. Um, given that we have seen uh, product development expenses increase significantly uh, quarter on quarter and versus uh, 2019, uh, what factors actually contribute to this growth? And how should investors project uh, this pattern going forward? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, the product development expenses primarily comprise of uh, personal related costs, especially the uh, 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 engineering team. In Q3, the total number of employees in product development remained significantly lower than the levels uh, in 2019, and the increase in expenses was mainly uh, due to the performance-related, performance-based bonus in recognition uh, of the outstanding achievement during the quarter. And we in anticipate that the absolute dollar amount of the uh, product development expenses will decrease sequentially uh, in the Q4 just because of the uh, uh, seasonality. And uh, um, as Jane explained, uh, we are targeting to grow our business in the long run. So uh, going forward, we'll continuously uh, to balance our growth, healthy growth, uh, uh, as well as to control our total uh, cost at a reasonable level uh, that we achieved in the past uh, few quarters. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Ellie Jang from Macquarie. Please go ahead. Uh, good morning, management. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, I, I just would like to understand a bit more about our overseas product, Trip.com. Uh, could you comment on Trip.com's current profitability and how will it look like in the next three to five years uh, or in a longer run? Thank you. Sure. Um, uh, taking into account all the markets uh, that Trip.com is currently operating in, uh, Trip.com has already uh, achieved the break-even uh, on a contribution margin basis, uh, excluding fixed costs and the share and the shared cost on the group level. Moreover, our business contribution uh, continuously with our uh, business uh, continues to scale up, the profitability will consistently improve across market. And with regard to the margin of different markets, in Asia Pacific regions, Trip.com is project to uh, be break-even within the next two to three years on a net profit level, while in the rest of the world, uh, our current primarily fo prim primary focus is still uh, to increase Trip.com's incremental contribution to the group, which has been showing consistent improvement uh, in, the, in the past few years. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Tang X Hyun from TH Capital. Please go ahead. Yeah, management. Have a you uh, know congratulations on a good quarter. This is Tian. So I Thank have you. a uh, yeah. I have a you know, 
two questions. One is related to uh, the per, uh, the profit level. So uh, you mean the perfect profit level can you know maintain the current and continue to re improve? So I just want to understand, uh, you know, what part of your P&L can drive up the improvement? How how the revenue and cost and expense structure will be to lead that improvement? That is the first question. The second question is related to your AI. So my understanding is the AI at this point is much more a cost center and uh, is much more like a um, uh, revenue or profit center. So can management elaborate a little bit about your AI, in which part of your AI practice is a profit center or revenue center? Thank you. Sure. Uh, our CFO Cindy will take the first question, and I will take the second question. Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, in terms of the uh, long-term profitability of the business, uh, we expect to uh, uh, overcome our current uh, short-term high base and to drive the long-term margin expansion, uh, mainly through operational scalability uh, as well as the favorable revenue mix. Uh, for example, in the long run, uh, we think AI probably is one of the key drivers for us to help us to continuously to improve our operational efficiency in the service center. Um, and we are, uh, in the long run, we are confident of achieving a margin that is uh, comparable to our uh, international global peers. Um, Jane, yeah, please. So for the first, second question on AI, uh, we use uh, AI uh, for mainly four areas. The first one is to improve user interface. Uh, I think the Trip Genie really enable our customers to uh, find their relevant and tailor-made uh, products much easier. The second one is to improve the efficiency for our engineering team by using Copilot. Uh, the third one is also to improve our efficiency for content generation and make sure all the content and the recommendation list are accurate and based on the uh, reliable data. And lastly, we also are using AI to further improve our efficiency for customer service team. Uh, so these are the four areas uh, which we are for utilizing our AI capability, and we will make investment accordingly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, may I ask one more question? So uh, sure. the question is about your uh, announced the share repurchase plan. So uh, uh, I understand uh, you you know you guys think the valuation is undervalued, and I agree with you. And uh, but uh, isn't there a better use of U.S. dollars? You know, for example, the U.S. Uh, you know government's short-term debt is already reaching almost six percent of uh, yield. So uh, if you buy back your own shares. You're sure you can, you know, generate more than six percent yield. So I just want to ask, you know, think about, you know, want to ask, want to ask a question. So do you think buyback share versus investing in a better yield? You know, which one is a better option? 
Yeah, thank you for your question. Uh, to be honest, uh, we are, uh, uh, ever since we established, we always in the travel industry. Uh, and I think the reason that uh, our investor invests us is not because we have the uh, expertise to make an investment, rather, uh, actually, we are the experts in the travel industry. So we should be, uh, as always, be very consistently focused on our core business, which is travel and make investment in ourselves is the top uh, opportunity, is the best opportunity for our shareholders. Thank you. Thank you. you. There are no further questions at this time. I will now hand the conference back to Michelle for closing remarks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. You can find a transcript and webcast of today's call on investors.trip.com. We look forward to speaking with you on the fourth quarter of 2023 earnings call. Thank you, and have a nice day. Thank you. This concludes today's conference. Thank you all for participating. You may now disconnect.